What's up, everybody? My name is Kyle Schwieger, and I'm here at the Ohio University Scripps High School Journalism Camp. I'm joined here by Lucas Moore. What's up? We're here talking about Ohio Bobcat basketball next season. Which is actually exciting for the first time in a long time. Uh, yeah. So, Lucas, you've been a sports reporter for Power 105, and you've been covering the Bobcats for almost four years now. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. So you've been here watching the team the past yeah. few seasons. Not much to see there. Well, it... The Saul Phillips era was so interesting because it was filled with a lot of hope because um, Saul Phillips was a highly touted head coach when he came Mm -hmm. here. He had made the tournament with North Dakota State. Um, He was a guy that had Bob Ryan on his side, a guy that had a lot of respect at the university. And, you know, I've had many, many, many conversations with Saul, and he is a genuinely great guy. And I think he's a really good basketball coach. Do you, do you think it had something to do with the players around him that he had to use or and he just wasn't using the talent correctly? Or? Well, it, it, here's the thing with that is at the college level, the players are your responsibility because you're a recruiter. And I think that the mistake that was made by Saul is he misevaluated what was going on in the Mid-American Conference. He misevaluated where he was going to get his talent from. And the roster that he built out was not good enough to compete with the Mac. He did not do a good enough job recruiting Ohio um, because he really didn't have the base in Ohio. So that's where all things went wrong. And then you lose the depth. A couple players don't develop. Um, You get injuries the one year when Antonio Campbell and Jerron Simmons here. Antonio Campbell goes down. I think the Bobcats probably would have won the Mid-American Conference that year. You have stuff like that happen. Injuries again. Things snowball out of control. You don't have the recruits. And you get to the end of four years, and this is a prestigious program. You had to move on. You had to move on to somebody else. You, you talk about the the recruiting, and when the Bobcats introduced Jeff Bowles, and they decided that they would not renew the contract for Saul Phillips, and they introduced Jeff Bowles, head coach from yeah. uh, Stony, Stony Brook, Brook. yep, mm-hmm. and a former assistant at Ohio State University. You talk about the recruit. What have we've obviously seen a ton from Jeff Bowles so far? He's definitely kind of shifted the direction and what the program's going with, with uh, really high recruits just in Ohio, just with Ben Roderick from Olentangy Liberty High School, Mm -hmm. Marvin Price from Patterson, two very strong wing positions that'll hopefully work well and will end up showing their potential later on down the line. What do you see so far from him just from the way that he's kind of shifted it? How do you see this going into the future? Oh, I mean, he's done an incredible job. When he got hired, you know, I'd heard of him before. I knew he was an alum, but I wasn't around when he played. I didn't have an emotional connection to him. I knew he was the front runner. You know, we heard his name as soon as Saul was headed out the door. We knew Saul was out the door for a little while. And you heard his name getting tossed around. His name's been tossed around so many times for this job, time and time again. This was supposed to be his job. Mm. And he walked in, and he has done an A-plus job. And I don't give out those grades easy. Um, He has been a connection to the community. He has connected with the players. Um, He... The only okay, we'll give him an A because he could not retain Jason Carter. That's true. If he if he had retained Jason Carter, it's an A plus. But the recruiting job he did, in the time frame that he did it, you know, the best recruiting class, arguably, mm-hmm. in Ohio Bobcat basketball history, is amazingly impressive. And it's just the complete opposite of what Saul Phillips was, which Saul Phillips did not know how to recruit the state of Ohio, and that is exactly what Jeff Bowles is an expert at. And the fact that he got the Gatorade Ohio Player of the Year and Ben yeah. Roderick is 100% proof of that. And so the recruiting job has been excellent. The connection to the community, people are excited about Bobcat basketball. They're, they're going to have a more filled convocation center 
um, come this winter, even though they maybe aren't going to be a great team. I think they're going to soften up the non-conference schedule. I think they're going to try to stack some wins. How much are they going to be able to compete in the conference with this young of a roster? I don't know, but at least I'm excited to see where it goes. That's what makes me excited to watch. Another year of Saul without this type of recruiting class, you're, you're looking at you're looking at a bad situation, and you, and you didn't want that to happen. So I thought as the final act for Jim Schaus as athletic director, the Jeff Bowles hire was a home run. And you, you mentioned the loss of Jason Carter, who transferred to mm-hmm. Xavier and decided that after leading the Bobcats and scoring at 16.5 points last season, how do you see with losing players to transfer, especially players with his talent, how do you see the new freshman class that he's bringing in stepping up and having a bigger role next season? Well, I, I think that, like anything, is they're probably not going to be really ready for it. But you throw them into the fire, they're going to grow, especially in the Mid-American Conference. And I think they're talented enough, especially Ben Roderick, to make a real impact in games and to win games for the Ohio Bobcats. And it's just a shame. Jason had a real good connection with Saul Phillips. Um, they both really got along. Um, yeah, I've had conversations with Jason. He's a great guy. I wish him the best of luck at Xavier. It's a shame that he didn't stay to formulate with this young roster. But he saw an opportunity, and he took it by heading to Xavier. And hopefully he gets some minutes there because he really is a great player. Mm-hmm. And I just think that these recruits just bring excitement. They bring juice. But if they'd have brought Carter back, those younger players would have formulated around him, and I think they'd be one of the favorites in the Mid-American Conference. But right now, they're just a big question mark. They could be incredible. They could be a great freshman class, and we could be on the precipice of the best four-year run we've seen since this team was in the 90s or 2012 when they made the Sweet 16. Or they're going to be like normal freshmen. They'll be pretty good. They'll develop some, and then their sophomore, junior, senior seasons, you get better recruits around Mm -hmm. them. That's when you're competing for NCAA tournament and and Mid-American Conference championships because that's the entire point of this thing. I was about to ask you about that. If they keep the four or the new freshmen they bring in now, and then as they develop, they bring in more freshmen. I mean, Jeff Bowles is not shy of his recruiting tactics. He back at his time at OSU, he ended up recruiting D'Angelo Russell and bringing him to the college, one of the best players to come out of there. And to see what he's going to do for the future and not only bring in these new freshmen, but continue to bring in freshmen with a lot of talent. Uh, what do you see just from a fan standpoint is it's getting everyone more excited just as someone who's been around the campus a lot. How are you seeing a uh, change in, um, I guess, it's the... The feel, the excitement. The feel, yeah. yeah like, no, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Because Jeff Bowles has been around campus. And people love Jeff Bowles when they love him when he's a player. You cannot miss him. He is so large. Like he's broad shoulders, distinguished face. He's six foot, I don't know, eight, ten, whatever. Six foot plus, 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 right? Really, really tall. So you can't miss him. But he's the nicest guy. And he's interacted with the community. He had a meet and greet at a coffee shop. He tweets a lot, which is something Saul didn't do. So he's connecting more with the students and with the campus and with the young people. And he's energetic and he's fun. And all those things aren't necessarily necessary to have a successful college program, but those things are really important to connect with the younger crowd. And the younger crowd is who you're trying to recruit. The younger crowd is also who you're trying to bring into the seats in the stadium. And recruiting classes beget recruiting classes. Mm -hmm. You have one great recruiting class, it's probably going to be stacked by another one. Look what happens at Alabama in football. Look what just happened at Duke. They ran, they get Zion, RJ, Barrett, Cam Reddish, and now this year they've got three of the top ten recruits again. And that'll keep happening and keep happening and keep happening. So if Ohio can start to be a real player for some of these best players in the state, which Ben Roderick making the decision to come 
to Ohio and play opens that up for us. Mm-hmm. That gives them the opportunity to say to the next Gatorade player of the year, look what Ben Roderick came and did here. And that's really valuable and really important. It's really important that Ben Roderick has a great year because he's the centerpiece recruit. I think he'll be the most naturally talented player on the team. Will he be the most refined, the best right now? I don't know. But if Ben Roderick comes out, averages 20-plus points, is Mac freshman of the year, looks like one of the better players in the country, like Ohio State and Xavier thought he might be his junior year of high school, mm-hmm. then we can say to freshmen, hey, don't go sit the bench at Ohio State and Xavier. Come start and be a centerpiece to a really cool college town, to a really exciting program in a big stadium. I think that that is something that is, this program has so much potential with the Convocation Center, with the talent in the state. And I think that Ben Roderick's success can be the key that unlocks that potential. Ben Roderick last year having one of the best seasons, or the best season of his high school career, averaging uh, just over 28 points per game. And as a senior, coming off of a, uh, ACL injury which some players don't come back from but he ended up coming back and succeeding what he did his junior year and becoming even better how do you see or and especially with the fact that he's also bringing in Marvin Price another player who also had issues with his health junior year and still came back and had another great season how do you see how Jeff Bulls has kind of seen the players that other colleges have looked over because of injury but saw that those players persevered and they came back how do you see that as like a recruiting tactic, I guess? Well, I think it's it's buying underneath the market, right? So you notice something in the market and you're like, wow, they're really undervaluing that for some reason. And I don't think that reason is that important. And what Jeff Bowles saw and what he saw at Stony Brook and why he was able to get this recruit is that when he tore his ACL, he saw an opportunity. He saw an opportunity that the big schools thought that this was a really talented kid, but is this a kid we want to take a risk with if he's going to have this injury? So they step back that just little bit. They pull off just a little bit. They leave him alone during his injury. And then Jeff Bowles is able to say to him, hey, you know, and this is rumor here. This is not reporting. I, I, I can't confirm this at all. I don't even have really any source on it. But I really think that Jeff Bowles really thought that he was going to be the next coach here at Ohio. Whether he was told that or not, I don't know. But I think a year ago, when Saul Phillips was clearly on the hot seat heading into the season, we were saying on our radio show, everybody knew it, that he was on the hot seat. I think Jeff Bowles knew then that he was going to be the next coach here at the Ohio University. And when he knows that, he can call Ben Roderick while he's recovering from his ACL. Hey, would you play in Athens where your parents went to school? Yeah. Right. So he noticed something in the market that was being undervalued and he placed value on it. And he told Ben Roderick how valuable he was going to be to him. And that's just a very smart, smart tactic. And look what he did his senior season. He's fully recovered from that ACL. And the fact this guy isn't playing at Ohio State or Xavier is a coup for Ohio. He's going to be the best player that's played here since Antonio Campbell, who's playing in Europe right now. And I think he'll end up being better than Antonio Campbell because I think that he's a smooth wing player that can distribute. He can shoot. He's got all the necessary basketball skills. I really like watching him play. He plays a little bit of defense as well. I think he's going to be a special, special player. Yeah. And you mentioned, as we keep talking about Ben Roderick, uh, Ben Roderick, actually, his first introduction to Jeff Bulls was Jeff Bulls started to recruit him for Stony Brook. And Ben knew, uh, we actually got a chance See, to... See, now, this might be a read-between-the-lines thing. Again, mm-hmm. no sourcing. Not have, have not heard this from anybody. But was he recruiting him for Stony Brook? Or, Ohio or was University. he recruiting him for Ohio University? Because if Jeff... Now, Jeff might have said Stony Brook. But if you become familiar with the player and you know that there's no way you're going to get him to Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. And you had an interview with Ben Roderick, and I, you know, which 
where he said like, yeah, I probably wouldn't have gone to Stony Brook. Right. Yeah. I have the interview from him. He talks yeah. about how Can we he, hear that? Yeah. Let's actually take a listen to it right now. I mean, I just think with Coach Bulls, Coach the job, I mean, that was a real big step for me because I've already built that relationship with them. And now that staying close, staying close to home was one of the main priorities. And Stony Brook was a little too far for me. But when he came to Ohio, I mean, that's an hour and a half away from me. And that's, that was a big deal because I want my family to come to every single game and now they can. And see, you could tell, like, hey, you know, Stony Brook was probably not a realistic option for him. Well, he, as he mentioned, it was it was just the the distance. I mean, Ben has such a rich connection to Ohio University with multiple relatives coming through here, being alum, and the fact that it's also close. He's also made it kind of clear that he wanted to kind of stay close to home, stay in state, and Stony Brook didn't have. Yeah, it makes no sense for Jeff Bowles to spend any significant time recruiting Ben Roderick to Stony Brook. That was not going to happen. So in my eyes, whether Jeff was told, whether Jeff had an instinct, whatever it was, it was real smart to start talking to that kid. And then as soon as you get hired at Ohio, now it's realistic for him to come to you and he trusts you. And he knows that you didn't give up on him when he had that injury. And, and that was genius. It was Jeff Bowles thinking two or three steps ahead. And now he pulled off the best recruiting class in the school's history within half an off season. It's, it, it was incredible to see. And if he's that smart off the court, I want to see what he can do on the court because Saul was a pretty good X's and O's guy. Um, I thought he got the guys to play hard. I think Jeff's going to be able to do that as well with better recruits. And I think that could be real special for the Bobcats uh, this upcoming winter. Yeah, I mean, we talk about recruiting, but I think it's what he does with the players on the court. I think that it's the next step for it. And we actually, in another part of the interview with Ben Roderick, we talked to him about uh, what Bulls has been instituting. So if we listen to that real quick. I mean, he's a big energy guy, which I, I love. I mean, and every day he just... Uh, some of the concepts here and stuff he does, he, we've we've gone over so much defensive drills and stuff, and I think that really is going to translate to the end game. And you've seen what he done at Stony Brook. I mean, they beat a, a high major team one of the first weekends of college basketball, and I feel like that's something we can definitely uh, see see ourselves doing as well. So after listening to what the players have to say about it and seeing what the coach has done so far, what's your prediction for the Bobcats oh, this next season? Making me do predictions officially you know what i always say with my predictions that i can change them uh, as i learn more information as i go watch the team go to practice see how the guys feel how does injury shape up but right now i think they're going to soften up the non-con so i think they're going to get to 17 18 wins just because they want the freshmen to run through some fairly not too difficult non-conference teams i think they're going to get up to 17 18 wins Maybe if Ben Roderick is as good as he might be, maybe 20. But I think there's 17, 18 wins. But I think they click at the end of the year, and maybe they can make a run in the tournament. I can see that happening. If this team makes the NCAA tournament, I would not be shocked. I'd be, wow, that was impressive. Yeah. But I wouldn't be shocked. And I, I think that that's a really positive place for Ohio basketball to be in. Because if things wouldn't have flipped, I was on shows, man. I was saying this team was not going to win 10 games. Yeah. I mean, their roster was barren. Yeah. And I, I, I said, Jeff Bowles pulled this off. Like, I don't see how you're going to make this roster playable. And not only do you make the roster playable, he's made me think that this team can win a MAC championship. Mm-hmm. So that's how excited we are and that's, for Bobcat basketball. And that's one offseason and one year. Half with an offseason. Not half, even offseason. That's he true. Even, he had zero prep time leading up to it. Um, officially had zero prep time. You know, mm-hmm. we can speculate yeah. all we want. But officially, that it was incredible what he pulled off. Absolutely incredible. 
All right. Well, I thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, where can listeners find you and your stuff? Well, Power 105.5. You can listen online, at More Lucas on Twitter, L-U-K-A-S. I post a lot of really uh, uh, great sports rants on there. Um, and, yeah, I- I'm excited to keep going, keep pushing. I'm excited to watch Bobcat Sports. Last year, I was not excited for Bobcat basketball. You could kind of see yeah. it. You could see that it was not going to be great. And there was a lot of guys that you were like, I don't know, man. I am really excited for Bobcat basketball. I cannot wait till it gets a little bit chillier and we're sitting in the condo and see where this team's going. It's going to be an exciting year next oh, yeah. year. All right, well, I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. I'm Kyle Schwieger, and this is Lucas Moore. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you.